Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Grant and Danny live on the fan all over D.C. and in Richmond, wherever you're at, on the Odyssey app. Appreciate our audience on 910 AM, 1051 FM, checking us out for the next Three hours, kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Kondorian Murad are going to be at Bethesda Theater. Friday night, man. This here show on Friday night. What what an event that's going to be. And I heard there's only a a few tickets left. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys real quick. Not just to, not a sermon, just a thought. If you are thinking about going, I would get tickets. There aren't that many left, and they are going rapidly. Yeah, I was worried. I was thinking we'd have to like just talk constantly on the show about how someone please buy tickets. Now it's more like if you want them, you probably should get them now. Yeah, I would. I would. I would hop on it. Uh, let's go to the BetQL guest hotline and talk to Marty. Mornowig joins the show, courtesy of the thirty third team catch their coverage of the twenty twenty four Reese's Senior Bowl. Former NFL executive Rick Spielman and. Various other contributors break down players to watch in Mobile. Visit the 33rdteam.com. Isn't Rick Spielman helping the commanders find a head coach right now? Is he multitasking at this point? Uh, very interesting. But Marty is on the line. He is a former head coach, longtime assistant, and a terrific uh, NFL mind joining us here on GND. Marty, thanks for the time. How are you? Uh, let's eat, man. I'm excited to be on with you. There's some breaking news. There's excitement. There's a, a lead up to the Super Bowl, which should be a heck of a game. How are you doing? That's the key. We're okay. We're, we're in D.C. here, Marty, and we've been passed over a couple times by a couple of hot head coaching candidates, and it doesn't feel very good right now this second. Yeah, I know. You know, disappointing with the Ravens. The commanders still in a search, but they'll end up. They'll end up with a heck of a head coach. Watch. We're hoping. We're hoping. I mean, of the guys that are left here, right? They're interviewing Dan Quinn. They've talked to Anthony Weaver, the D-line coach in Baltimore, who's an assistant head coach. And they have also interviewed Aaron Glenn, the D coordinator with the Lions. Any of those three stand out to you as a possible guy you'd pounce on? Well, look at Quinn is a proven guy. Aaron Glenn is an excellent leader. This guy, he sort of elevated that Lions defense into a divisional championship and an appearance in the NFC championship. Aaron Glenn is a heck of a coach. I know him personally from our days together. Then this thing, this thing may go to somebody like it may fall into Eric Bandini's lap, right? Can they hire Eric 
He, he's a heck. I know him well as as well. This guy's a tough, strong, smart, detailed oriented, high expectations. I really like Eric Bianami. Anthony Weaver, I do not know personally, but I know of him. Exceptional coach, excellent leader. And then you've got Vrabel out there that they haven't uh, contacted, as well as Bill Belichick. So you've got one of the greatest coaches of all time out there. And then you've got Vrabel, who had a decent, more than decent career there out in, uh, in Nashville in Tennessee. And so out of all of those guys, they're going to come up with a heck of a head coach. Marty Morningwig with us here on Grant and Danny. Marty, let's turn to the Super Bowl. Just give me your first blush look at the matchup. What do you think? <laughs> the Niners are loaded personnel-wise. Uh, John Lynch has done a great job. So they've got great personnel. Uh, and then they're so well coached by, by Kyle Shanahan and his staff. However, however, for the last couple of years, I've been saying it over and over again. Do not bet against the great Patrick Mahomes. He is one of those exceptional players who, you know, the old saying, great players make great plays right at the right time. He's one of those guys. He's also learned how to win the lower scoring game like they did in Baltimore. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, no matter where the game's played, no matter what the conditions are, out in the backyard, out in the street, on the road, or at home, or in Las Vegas. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Brett Veach has put a almost as good a personnel uh, team on the field as John Lynch. I think Brett Veach uh, doesn't get enough credit for building that Kansas City organization. And then, of course, you have Andy Reid, who will be in the Hall of Fame. I know him very well. We coached together for, uh, what, four different times for almost probably two decades. This man is a consistent, consistent, tough, creative uh, uh, guy that tries to stay one step ahead of his opponent. And he's got a quarterback that he allows to be creative and the quarterback allows Andy Reid and his staff to be creative and always one step ahead of their opponent. Hey, speak to Andy Reid, if you would, Marty, because, and Marty Morningwig's our guest. You were in Philly with Reid. You were in Green Bay before that, I believe, with him as well. But you were his assistant head coach at one of the points where you guys were flirting with Super Bowls with the Eagles. I'm wondering, like, a lot of us don't want to see necessarily a coach hired who's been somewhere and failed. I think he had been somewhere and succeeded. So I wouldn't have called him a retread. I think the second opportunity was great. But why do you think the stars have aligned in Kansas City? Is it just about Mahomes, or is there more to it than that for Andy, who's now number four all-time in wins? Well, I will tell you this, that we, when we were in Philadelphia together, I was there for a decade, we did about everything you could do, everything you could do except win the Super Bowl. And so then you get a lot of guys, Mike Shanahan, who, of course, is Kyle Shanahan's dad. It was his second opportunity where he won back-to-back Super Bowls there in Denver. Is Andy's second opportunity. Is really Bill Belichick's second opportunity there when he went to the Patriots. So you've got three, uh, just off the top of my head, three great, great coaches where they hit it on their second opportunity. So you would think a little experience, a little learning process on being a head coach 
and being very talented. And, and, and they believe in how they operate. You know, the, uh, uh, the philosophy, uh, the, the philosophy is not, you know, really X's and O's. It's, it's how you go about doing your business. And all three of those men probably go about their business in a little bit different way. But for them, it works, and all of them tend to have great quarterbacks. You put a great quarterback with a great coach, you've got typically you've got Super Bowls, plural. Marty, this is great to catch up with you, man. Really appreciate the time. Enjoy that Super Bowl. Hey, we will. Have an exciting time there in D.C. It was great being on with you. We appreciate Thanks, you. Marty. Thanks for the energy. There's Marty Morningwig on Grant and Danny. I want whatever he had for breakfast. I mean, he was shot out of a cannon. On GND, they're breaking things down. People sleep because of what happened in Detroit for those couple of years. That guy coordinated some really, really good offenses over the years. Definitely did. Uh, 33rd team, you can catch all their coverage of the Senior Bowl, including Rick Spielman working with them. The 33rd team.com is where you can check them out. Uh, the big news of the day, Mike McDonald has agreed to go be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, who was the presumptive favorite for the commander's job yesterday after they lost out on Ben Johnson. Now, this is what's interesting, Danny. We assumed Johnson was the presumptive favorite. He ended up not being. We then assumed Mike McDonald was the presumptive favorite. It didn't work out. Where are you at? Do you think those two guys were the expectation and they didn't get them? Or do you think that people have just been wrong the entire time? Because if people have been wrong the entire time, then what you also need to answer for me is, then what are they doing? Like, what was their plan? Yeah, well, was their plan Aaron Glenn all along? Why all the song and dance with everybody else? Was their plan Anthony Weaver, who was one of the first guys they interviewed? I understand you had to wait until the Ravens were out of the playoffs, but mm-hmm. you can get a deal in place verbally. We've seen that many, yep. many times. We know we want you. You know you want to come here. So what is going on then? Right. For the people that, that are going to sit, that'll, let's, say that you, let's say you buy wholesale what they're going to sell, which is, we got our guy. This is who we wanted all along. Okay. The only way that this would make some sense is if they were, if they truly were, you know, operating with a blank canvas and had no idea who they wanted to hire when this whole process started. And they were going to see where the, where the yellow brick road took them. If that was the case, then I think you would have done what Atlanta did, what Carolina did, what these teams that interviewed double digit people, 13, 14 different candidates. You would have, you would have, you know, beat every bush, you would have talked to every person you could possibly find. You wouldn't have not called Brian Callahan, who got a job, Dave Canales, who got a job. You wouldn't have not called, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh or, you know, fill in the blank, fill in the blank coach. This wouldn't have gone this way had they not had in their mind that it would go a different way. It's hard for me to understand. Again, maybe I'm too close to it. Maybe I'm just seeing it the way that I want to see it. But it looks to me like they thought it would go. We'll get Ben Johnson. If we don't, we'll get Mike McDonald for the sake of it. And when it didn't go that way, it's now we've gone all the way down this road and we're limited by our options and our own actions. If we open the search up again, it makes it look like that's what we were counting on and didn't get it. If we don't, we're left with candidates that are, okay, they're technically candidates, I guess. They probably shouldn't care about optics at this point. I mean, that ship has already sailed. I'm not sure if you should ever care. But I do think for what it's worth that, Hiring Aaron Glenn, you can make the case like, look, we went in this with an open mind and he just blew us away. You do the same thing with Anthony Weaver where you go, we had a lot of people telling us Eugene Shannon information from his people in Baltimore. We just had to talk to this guy because he's special. So we put him on the list. 
We had that first interview. We were enamored. We had the second interview, and we realized he's our guy. Like, I think you can do that with those two guys. The tougher sell is going to be Dan Quinn. They're not going to care about that because you're getting a qualified head coach. You're getting a guy who's coached in a Super Bowl, who's got the resume comparable to Rivera's, that you can say, we want a leader of men. He can do that. We had Logan Paulson on our show last week. If you guys didn't hear it, we can re-rack a little bit of it on, on just on Dan Quinn later. But he basically said, I've never had more fun playing football than when I was in Atlanta for Quinn. His favorite head coach he ever played for. A guy that preaches the Shanahan gospel, followed Kyle around to multiple cities. His favorite head coach he ever played for was Dan Quinn. Said it, it, he just makes people feel like no coach he's ever been around. If you're a player, he's, players will play for him. They love him, specifically the veterans. He is a player's coach. By the way, a lot like Ron Rivera in that regard as well. But I think that the tact that you're getting now is from the people that are either covering this or, or waiting on the information is, well, let's just see what they do. What could they do that could salvage this? Everyone has been hired or told them they don't want the job. We know who the three remaining candidates are. It's not like they're going to pull something out of nowhere. If they were interviewing Vrabel, wouldn't Peters be doing that and not at the Senior Bowl right now? It feels like it's Glenn, Weaver, or Quinn. That's what it feels like. Those are the three guys they've interviewed that are still looking for the job and interested in the job. I guess there's a possibility they pull a rabbit out of their hat. Yeah, there's a dark horse potential. I mean, odds came in from Bet Online. Dan Quinn is a two-to-one favorite to be named head coach. The second leader is Mike Vrabel, even though they haven't spoken with him yet. I mean, those people, uh, Bet Online had uh, uh, Eric Bieniemy as the leader when this thing started, which was not a thing. So Glenn's third, Belichick fourth, Frank Smith, who we haven't talked to, Pete Carroll's on that list. I mean, the point is. This is not how it's. This is not how it started. This this is one of those how it started, how it how it's going memes. This is not what the original intent was or what it was supposed to look like. I feel like every day we are kind of updating this search with the new developing terrible news because people are going, "All right, fine, I had my heart set on that guy, but I'll take this guy. That guy's gone too. All right, fine." I. It's like going to a restaurant and you sit down and you're like, looking at the menu, you go, mm, "That looks delicious." The eight ounce fillet. Oh, we're out of the fillet. Uh, I'll have the fillet, and you're like. Uh, so we don't have that. And you're like, okay. Oh, no, oh, no, no problem. That's no problem. problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So like, I'll take, uh, all right, you know what? I'll be healthy. I'll do the chicken breast. Sir, like, I am so terribly sorry to tell you. You're not going to believe this. We are out of the chicken breast. Our, the well. truck just, it didn't come. You're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So like, I tell you what, no steak, no chicken, totally fine. Mm. Go ahead and just give me the, the penny pop. Oh, dear. Uh, sir, this is terrible news. Um, we do have a vegan selection. Of- Damn it, I'll just take the salad. <laughs> like, that's where we are at this point. <laughs> but don't hand me the salad and pre- just don't tell me how great the salad is. We always wanted a salad. The same people who tried to tell me for three years I was wrong about Rivera are now going to tell me how good the salad was. Just skip that part. Just hand me the salad. You go your way, I go my way, and let's just see what the salad turns into. Folks, we were always we're targeting the salad. Uh, we from the beginning we wanted salad. We felt like we needed some greens in our lives, and you know a lot of people want steak, not us. We want a salad. Trust the process. Anthony Weaver. All right, here is your background for Anthony Weaver. You ready? Yeah. He played for the Baltimore Ravens. Was a second round pick, fifty second overall in two thousand two. Four seasons with the Ravens. 54 regular season games and played in one playoff game as a player. Then in March of 2006, Weaver signed a free agent contract with the Texans. He spent three seasons in Houston, 
where he started 44 games. So he started in Baltimore, started in Houston, played a span of uh, going on about 90 games over seven or so seasons in the NFL. Since then, knew he wanted to coach. Where does he go? Florida is a grad assistant. North Texas to coach linebacker, so he was hopping around college. Assistant D-line coach with the New York Jets in 2012. So he broke into the NFL as an assistant the Robert Griffin uh, division championship season. D-line coach for the Bills in 2013, and he's steadily been climbing since. D-line coach for the Browns, 14-15. D-line coach for the Texans, 16-19. through 19. So he had to hop org to org. I'd have to go back and see if coaches got fired or why. He was a D-line coach for three different teams each season with a different club, basically. But my guess is staffs were getting blown out. Then he became the coordinator for the Texans in the pandemic year in 2020. He only had the one season. That was a bottom five statistical defense. He comes to Baltimore in 2021 with a D-line coach run game coordinator tag. When in 2022, they hired Mike McDonald to be their DC rather than giving him the job. He got an associate head coach title and the D-line coach title to stay there. So this is a been in the Ravens program, been around the winners, leader of men, can coach up your defense some kind of higher. And he'll specialize in the D-line where he's turned a lot of those Ravens players into really good defensive ends, defensive tackles the last couple of years. This guy, Matt Abuke, who's in the middle, Badass. all pro. I don't know if you know you consider him just a steal in the draft or you give all the credit to Weaver or what, but they've turned a lot of mm-hmm. decent players into great producers. Yeah, it's the Baltimore way, right? You find guys that other people aren't interested in or don't really want. I mean, they, the, the best example of that was Terrell Suggs. Remember coming out of the draft, they're like, well, he doesn't run that fast. Baltimore said, we'll figure it out, please, and thank you. Hall of Famer, one of the greats to ever do it. That's long been the culture there. My, He gets on my radar, and my my eyebrow goes up when they didn't want to lose him, right? As other teams, he's, you know, he's in Houston where it turns a disaster those last couple of seasons where it's a new head coach every time, and they're turning it over, and everybody's mad at everybody, and the organization's a joke, pre-D'Amico Ryan's. When he goes to Baltimore, he's a defensive line coach, anonymous, whatever. He could be any of a million defensive line coaches. When they didn't want to lose him and promoted him and gave him that extra title, that goes, this is, I don't know if it's the best logic, but it's mine. If they want him, that means I want him. If Baltimore is really worried about losing him, that means I'd like to have him. Okay, I'll see your logic and raise you. They didn't think highly enough to make him the defensive coordinator. Totally fair. They went outside the building to bring Mike McDonald back in who was their linebackers coach a few years before that. They sent him to the Harbaugh uh, boot camp. <laughs> yeah, they said, okay, enough time with John. Go get screamed at by Jim. Deal for with Jim while. for one. That's all we ask is one year. Just go talk to Jim for a year and then come back to us. All right, so Aaron Glenn is the other of the guys, non-Dan Quinn here. On uh, He's actually older. Uh, Weaver's in his young 40s. Aaron Glenn is 51. Aaron Glenn was a great player. I think most of our audience remembers him as a player. If, if you're not you know, in your 20s, Young 20s, certainly. You probably remember. Jets, Texans, Cowboys, Jags, Saints. He was a three-time Pro Bowler. He was on the Jets uh, all-time like team by decades. A two-time college uh, de- uh, conference player of the year. Like he-, he was a really, really good defensive back. You know what play he famously was involved in was he was the guy that got beat by Santana Moss on the, the Cowboys miracle, if you remember that. He was? Aaron Glenn and Roy Williams. Roy Williams, I remember, just in quicksand, so slow. I'm pretty sure Glenn was the cornerback on that play. Oh, wow. Santana Moss. I'm pretty sure that was him. But anyway, uh, really, really good player throughout his career. As a coach, assistant DB's coach with the Browns, 14 and 15, 
Went to the Saints to be the DB's coach, 16 through 20. I'm not going to hold against him. I think that means he was there when their safety made the worst play of all time and lost them the chance to go to the uh, NFC title game Gee. against Stephon Diggs and the Vikings. Remember okay. that? Was it Marcus Williams? That safety who just, like, olayed that play? I will not hold that against Eric the guy should run by this. But I think he was the DB's coach there. <laughs> uh, then he went to the Lions in 2021, and he's been there since 21, 22, 23, 24. So he predated Dan Quinn in Detroit. Is that right? And they just held him over? He's been the D coordinator there since 21. I guess this is now Quinn's fourth season, right? Yeah, Quinn started. So, yeah, so Campbell, you mean? He, uh, I kept saying Quinn. Yeah, but it's all the that same. confused me. Yeah, Just so Campbell's first year, three thirteen and one, trying to yes. turn the ship around. So he, so he brought him in as his D coordinator, mm-hmm. but uh, he came over from New Orleans. So he's been the coordinator with the Lions, 21, 22, and twenty three. My gripe about him from a defensive coaching standpoint: the Lions' defenses have just not been very good. But if you're telling me he happens to be a defensive coordinator and he can help in that regard, but really we love him for the same reason that. You know, we think D'Amico Ryans is the man because players love him. He's relatable. He just played recently. He's an awesome leader, gives a great speech. He's an awesome motivator, and he can help a little bit when it comes to breaking things down defensively. Okay, you, you could sell me on that. But you look at Detroit's rankings and just how their defense, they were the 30th defense in the league this year against the pass. I mean, his background is in DBs and secondary play. Yeah. He's the coordinator of that defense. They were the 26th-ranked defense in the NFL. They were 30th against the pass. It'd be like a former linebacker's head coach having bad linebackers. I'll see myself out. Uh, yeah. Last year. So you go back one more year before that. Mm-hmm. They were the 32nd-ranked defense in the league. How many defenses are there in the league? Okay, the two, uh, 32. Oh, so they were dead last. Yep. They were 31st against the pass. Again, oh. his background is in DBs. You'll have to forgive me for not thinking... Like he's on the same level as Mike McDonald when it comes to scheming something up. That would be less important, it sounds like, to this current regime, right? Like if you were not going to get Aaron Glenn for X's and O's, you wouldn't think, right? You're going to get him because he's an incredibly likable guy. Nobody has a bad word to say about him. And this is your figure at the top, and you're going to do it Aaron Glenn's way, right? Everyone's going to get along all the time. And it's not going to be... Because he's screaming at you, it's going to be because you know it's the right thing to do. He'd, he'd obviously, you know, have a defensive bent, you know, and 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 would, I'm sure he'd have a hand in coordinating some stuff. It's not to say that he's incompetent. I don't I mean it that way. But you're not hiring him because he's been such a genius drawing stuff up that's stifling people. When are we going to find out who the commanders are hiring next on GND? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He's Danny. I'm Grant. Follow us on Twitter at FunnyDanny for him, at Grant H. Paulson for me. One narrative that I'm seeing that I don't really understand, I want to approach here on the show. There is a pushback from a lot of folks in the commander's community against people that are disappointed. The The idea being the perception of a couple weeks ago, you know, Adam Peters was your savior. You guys loved him. Now he picks someone you don't like and you think he's not right. Screw you, you know, whatever. Or something, right? yeah. Um, I could sum it up with this from Burgundy blog on social media. It says, two weeks ago, Peters was the savior. Now he picks Quinn, and everyone's sure he's wrong. Bleep out of here. That's a sharp like blog and a, account that I see sometimes. We'll, we'll tweet smart things. But that narrative is out there of like, how dare you guys question Adam Peters that you just said you were excited to get here. As if you cannot be a critical thinker. Like everything that they, we, this is Rivera repeating itself. You don't have to just say, in Rivera, we trust, and sit back and kick your feet up now. You're allowed to have an opinion on whether they do the right thing or not. Especially in a platform where you're supposed to have an opinion. We'll see if they're right or they're wrong. That's the beauty of this thing. Eventually, they're going to make a hire. Eventually, football games will be played. Eventually, they're going to either retain the offensive coordinator they bring in, or he's going to leave for a job, and they're going to have to find the person to replace him. But... The notion that because people were excited by the Peters hire, they should just be cool with everything that the team does is silly to me. Just like I would say about the Harris ownership group. I'm thrilled that they hired Peters. I think he's great at picking football players. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's great at picking head coaches. He's never done it before. Never been asked to help do that. I guess we'll see. But you don't just never question anything again. That's how people got into the... Ron Rivera, we trust, and three years later found out that they'd been duped thing. You see what I'm saying? Of course. Whatever that angle is of, like, I can't believe all the Commanders fans who have decided all of a sudden that, you know, they have questions of, yeah, man, because they're the last of eight teams that haven't hired a coach. Because everyone thinks, some people, I would say, have some information that they liked Ben Johnson a lot. He's not the coach. They liked Mike McDonald a lot. He's not the coach. If they hire Dan Quinn, they'll at least get a guy that was linked to other jobs. But if they end up with Glenn or Weaver, they will be hiring someone that no other team was ever seriously considering hiring that we know of. That's out of the box. That can lead to some questions. Well, it's also, it's usually the same group, the Venn diagram, usually the the circles line up there. For whatever decision is made, it's good. This is new. I like it. Before it turns bad. Whereas other folks can maybe call balls and strikes, I think, a little bit. So, for example, I like certain things. I was wrong. I'll, I'll go back to uh, whenever it was. I thought they screwed up the Terry McLaurin situation. I thought they were at risk of having him walk away. They weren't. They were right. I was wrong. So I said so at the time. I said, hey, I think they're messing this up. They weren't. So you say, hey, that's good. When something good happens, you could say it's good. When something bad happens, you know what you can do is say, hey, that's bad. When something happens that looks like it's predictive of 
this turning worse? You could say so. When they make a, a bad selection in the draft, when they do something curious, when they sign a player that uh, played in Carolina, you don't automatically just swallow what they hand you when they don't have a track record of success yet. When there's a track record of success here in this place, like when Bobby Bethard made a move, you'd go, there's a great chance that one works out, right? There's a great chance that one does. I'll, I'll, I don't get it yet, but maybe I will. When, they're, when we've got a bunch of pelts on the wall, a bunch of division titles, when they've been beating people up, when Dan Quinn is uh, multiple straight years of double-digit wins, I mean, I'm just put the cart before the horse that he's a dude, but you know what I mean? When that happens and they make a and they 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 don't sign one guy and draft this other guy, you go, okay, I mean, they know they clearly know better than I do. So far, what what have they accomplished? What's anyone done here? It's okay to ask a question. Yeah, they they are hiring a head coach as an ownership group for the first time. Now, Josh Harris has obviously done it in other sports. Those are very different cycles and different ways. The NHL hiring cycle and the NBA coaching hiring cycle, it's not like the NFL one where eight teams, a quarter of the league at the same time are interviewing the same candidates and they're jet-setting all over the country. There's nothing like this. They have not done this before. You know, Peters, who I like and who I trust and who I think will do a good job, you can say that and then say this, has never done this before. And I just think to just blindly sit back and go, well, look, I mean, you know, I like Josh Harris and I like Adam Peters, so Aaron Glenn was probably the right hire. Be a critical thinker. Like, that's not what being a grown-up is. You know, I, I don't know how to say it otherwise. I, I, forgive me for having uh, thoughts of my own. Yeah, by the way, nothing has changed that I I love Josh Harris and Mitch Rails and Magic Johnson. And I can't believe Magic Johnson owns my football team, for I God's sake. I seamed up for Mitch Rails, by the way, that he's got the Yinzer voice. Is I mean, dad, you know, made himself out of, you know, not having money. Him and his brother coming up together with their company. Now they both own teams. I'm a Mitch Rails guy. I'm a Josh Harris guy. Yeah, I'm in you a bought our listeners a beer. I just want to see if I can buy everyone a beer. Boom. All in. I like Adam Peters. I like I I have questions for Adam Peters as to why the, all the Martys are still here, but whatever. Adam Peters is cool by me. I will say that fans, by and large, I took a screen grab of uh, our call screener at one point when it was just locked with calls. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the question was something to the effect is this of, as bad as it seems. Yeah, is this as bad as it seems. And everyone on hold. Well, I was sitting here trying to be the, the calm, rational one, even though I'm still picking up the pieces from my shattered Ben Johnson heart. But everyone was calling in to say, dude, this is worse. You're crazy. Dude. Let's go to Mark in Largo. Hello, Mark. Mark. Hey, this, 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 this is bad. This is bad. Uh-oh, I the worm has turned, Mark. Um, it's, 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 I agree with you, Grant. He's never hired a coach. This is his first time. I understand it. I would, I mean, I guess if they were to go with Quinn, I guess that's the obvious choice right now. I think the most important thing would be who you get as the offensive coordinator. That would be the most important thing. Yes. I think you almost have to look at maybe opening up to Belichick. But see, my my biggest fear with Quinn, even Belichick, or even Rabel, they may want more power that Adam Peters is willing to get. That's what brings me to Anthony Weaver. Because I think Anthony Weaver will be is not, Weaver or Glenn, but I think Weaver will probably be a better choice because he he it's like he's fresh, and I'm not saying Glenn isn't, but it's fresh, and and you probably can control him and what he says and what he does and stuff. You're not going to be able to control Dan Quinn. 
And that's what a lot of people aren't talking about. You're definitely not going to be able to control Belichick, and you're not going to be able to control Vrabel. You'll be able to control Quinn. I don't think Quinn wants anything to do with with GM power. But I I agree with that phone call, honestly. I I think that's why they they didn't call Jim Harbaugh. Exactly. That tells you everything right there. Gave away the the story. Look, I like this about the search. Mm -hmm. It is weird to me that they didn't interview Bill Belichick. I also would have been livid if they hired him. I would have interviewed him just because if I'm new to the football thing, I want to sit down across from the greatest coach to ever do it for five hours and pick his brain. So that's why I would have interviewed Bill Belichick. It was mm-hmm. strange to me that they didn't. But if you're not going to hire that him and you know that, you probably are classier than me and you go, I'm not going to waste the guy's time just so I can fanboy a little bit about how he put together what he did over 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I would hire him. He's in his 70s and he wants control and he's sucking up oxygen and he's elbowing for more and more and more power. If I'm Adam Peters, I just got control of this thing. I'm trying to set this up in my way, build this thing around my image. The first thing I'm going to do is hire someone who's going to be butting heads with me, potentially, constantly. I think that's why Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job. Now, I would tell you that right now I would consider opening this back up, interviewing Vrabel, and making him a serious candidate. And I was adamantly against that, remember. When we mm-hmm. went through and did the vrabel or game, yeah. I think I had like 10 guys in, in front of him. It's just now that the guys that are left are basically the guys that I had behind him. <laughs> but I would seriously consider interviewing him. It doesn't seem like they're interested in that because what we're gathering is that the staff's already at the Senior Bowl. And I think if you were going to interview another coach, you probably would keep this going. But maybe that's something to throw out there is, should they open this back up? There's now no other teams hiring anybody. Yeah. So the only thing you're missing out on is Whoever's however, left is is your, your fair game to you. But there are assistants getting hired. So you just have to count up how many OC jobs and DC jobs are being filled. It's like a fantasy draft. I need a second baseman. How many teams in the league don't have one yet? Is someone else going to take one before I get one? You have to figure out how many coordinators are getting hired. Is it worth it to me to now open this back up and maybe take another four or five days? Ideally, the league is, is going to want them to get this done before the mid, middle of next week at the Super Bowl. I think it's probably going to be done in an hour or a day or two days. But should they be considering now opening this back up and saying, screw it if it looks terrible? We already look terrible. Let's get the best coach. C- can you tell me that Mike Vrabel's not a better coach than Dan Quinn? Can you really tell me that? Come I, on. I cannot. Grant and Danny on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I'm Grant. This is The Fan. Thanks for making the show part of your day. We'll get to a double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. We're blitzing at the top of the hour. Chelsea James with the latest on the Orioles selling and what it means for the Nationals. Talk about the Wizards and the Commanders as well. All coming up on Grant and Danny. A couple people have been waiting patiently. Scott's listening on the Odyssey app in Phoenix. Scott, it sounds like you are not as down as everybody else on this circuitous process that has not yet 
netted a head coach? No, I'm not. Thanks for taking my call. A couple of things I just want to point out really quickly. In any interviewing process, you do go into the process ranking your candidates according to what they look like on paper. Every time you interview a candidate, that candidate sets the bar and everybody has to measure to that point. There is a reality that Dan Quinn set the bar because he knew exactly who he wanted to hire on his staff. He had the answers to all the questions of what he would do in certain situations. And he's going up against young candidates who have never been in that position before. So there is a possibility that he set the bar that everybody else couldn't measure up to. And when they're asking for a lot of money and everything else, they don't measure up to that particular point. The second point I'll make is with Ben Johnson, there were red flags all over Ben Johnson's candidacy from him telling them before that he wasn't ready to be a head coach, number one. Number two, he might be the fourth most important person in Detroit behind the GM, Dan Campbell, the coach, and Jared Goff, the quarterback. So when you consider those things and his inexperience, there were red flags that he wasn't ready to be that. And not only that, come into an environment where you're going to have to rebuild an organization. Is he ready for that? Can he handle a bad year in that moment and be able to withstand that with leadership? It's a good call. Great call, but thanks. You you could say that literally about any first-time head coach ever. Sure, there's there's no data point that says that supports one or the other. There's no way to know. I think for a lot of people, what they wanted to do was to hire the best offensive mind and the best play caller. Nobody knew Sean McVay at 30 years old was ready to lead an organization and to rebuild an organization. People would have said he wasn't. He was. People would have said the same thing about Kyle Shanahan, who went to San Francisco the same offseason when they were in shambles, when Mike McDaniel showed up in Miami and Brian Flores was suing them and their owner was being docked by the league for uh, forcing him to lose, or maybe it was the the Flores lawsuit, Uh, maybe it was text messages about the Rooney Rule or whatever he was in trouble for. That team was the joke of the league. Pretty disastrous, yeah. Pretty quickly, the culture changed. Not because he gave great speeches, but because they had a plan and a vision and they assembled talent and they became an elite offense that scores a lot of points. So uh, I guess I'd view it differently. I don't necessarily care about like the perceived readiness. No one is ever ready until they do it. You weren't ready for this job until you got it. People get nervous when they buy a house, mm-hmm. when they get married. You know how many buddies I've had that have gotten married and like two months before were like, Man, I just don't know. And now they're just 10 years in with a couple kids. Like, <laughs> right. It's called life, man. Yeah. You just keep it moving. And if he didn't work, then he didn't work. But he was in no worse spot than any hot shot ascending coach has been. He was probably in a better spot because he turned down the jobs the first time, went back and apprenticed Campbell all year long from a head coaching standpoint. Now, I think you're right that there were red flags, which I think we found out about here after the fact, that he, he pulled him out of consideration when they were on a flight to go see him. Um there's your red flag right there. So I guess he did them a favor. Long, It's a roundabout way of doing so. But in, in terms of the bar being set, and it's been Dan Quinn all along, if it does turn out to be that way, again, this is not – I don't know how to say it better than this. This is not how the process would look if it was Dan Quinn all along. I, th- there's no way around that. There'd be more urgency. There'd be more, you know, everybody's holding hands and raising them up, saying, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We got him. We got our guy. Press conference excitement. Print the season tickets. You know, this is when training camp starts. You know, come see us at OTAs. Whatever. It wouldn't go. It wouldn't look like this. It wouldn't look like 
they were on the way to to you know to find somebody else, and neither of those guys are available to them now. It, it just wouldn't. I, I don't know how to say it better than that. It may end up being Dan Quinn. They're going to try to sell it like this was the deal all along. It wasn't. That is going to be what they have to do at the back end of this. And I guess if they're convincing, maybe they can make a few people believe that they're right. Chris in Hyattsville, what's up? What's up, guys, man? I just think this is how I feel like right now what the commanders are going through is very similar to my experience of uh, visiting the local Dunkin' Donuts every day. You guys familiar with the Dunkin' Donuts? The oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's a great American institution, but they have one problem. I go there, and if I go there any time after 7 a.m. and say, hey, I'd like to order a blueberry donut, we think happens. They're out of it. Oh, no, sorry, sir. We're out of blueberry donuts. Okay, I'll take a chocolate glaze. No. Nope. Uh, sorry, sir. We're out of, we're out God, of you're glaze. recycling our bit. We did oh, this um, bit. I'll take a Boston cream. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. No, you won't. Well, Chris, you do well, good do you shtick on this show. Thank you, Chris. I just hung up, okay? Know that it was me. I expect more, Chris in Hyattsville. You're my guy. We just did that bit, Danny. How many minutes ago? <laughs> About 12. Was he listening? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, Chris, <laughs> you know, you weren't here for the restaurant thing. I sat down. I ordered steak. They didn't have it. I ordered chicken. Now you're just recycling it with Dunkin' Donuts? You can't run our bit back to us. That was tough, Danny. I, I thought th- I thought that was a little harsh. I, st- I put my neck on the line for that guy. I thought that was a little harsh, Grant. He's my guy. I thought that was a little mean to Chris. What was mean about it? I'm kidding. I love Chris. <laughs> He's just doing our bit back to us. No, but I was making it seem like you were the bad guy. Like, yeah. I didn't do that. Like, I, I'm the nice guy. Christopher. Christopher. Yesterday, he had a great bit. I don't remember what it was. It was really good. A couple days ago, he called in and did a bunch of Taylor Swift. I think he got 10 references in. Yeah. People told me. I only picked up like three quarters of them. Today, he's going to call in and tell us the thing we just said as his big joke? Come on, man. Are they out of the filet, too? Yeah, was there a waitress there? You guys remember that? Uh, My quick double play really quick. I am three episodes into the NASCAR Netflix documentary. It's so splendid. It's outstanding. It's so good. It is turning into like a Denny Hamlin show, which is kind of cool for me because I like Joe Gibbs Racing even though he's not my 1C driver, but he's kind of a hated, excellent driver. But it's a lot of Denny Hamlin more than I, I thought it was going to be more drivers. It's just a few guys. But that said, it is an incredible show. It's perfect. Uh, Michael Jordan's in it more than you would think. Yeah. I, that was a nice little treat for me. I had no idea his level of involvement. Are we, we going to get NASCAR Ruye to watch the 500? No, I have no interest in any of the races. I think it's a big waste of time. But uh, I love the guy that was a video game player that now like is winning races. That guy is William Byron. That's amazing. He's my boy. I, it's the, the the access is so perfect. That's the 24 car. You know you used to drive that many years ago? Jeff Gordon. You're right. I know that one. And he's part of Hendrix Motorsports. He is. You saw that on the show. I saw that on the show. Proud of you. Yeah. NASCAR Ruye. Yeah. Grant and Danny on the fan will go blitzing next. We're giving away Wizards tickets at the top of the hour. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.